Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to the Alt Left. This is episode 80. Uh, we're going to talk more about the nincompooper going on. Uh, with me, as usual, are the usual suspects, Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And the great and good Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on tonight. So, number one, we do have listener Ashley, who has been longtime listener, first-time panelist. Hi. This is where you say hi. There you go. <laughs> and uh, with us also, same as last time we had her, is uh, Heather Schmidt returning again from the road uh, episode. Thanks for having me. Oh, happy, happy to have you. Thanks happy for being to have here, you, guys. Wow. This was the most unwelcome part. They're like, oh, happy to have you, Heather. Ashley? Eh. And Oh, and also Ashley's here. Well, I mean, to be fair, she's here to disagree with us, so we should pretty much shit all over her now, right? Get out of the way. That's true. So let's get let's get to the schmitting, shall we? So <laughs> tee us uh, up. <laughs> so uh, as we all know, dangerous, crazy, violent sociopath AOC was oh, terrorizing the East Coast uh, the other day, and was luckily apprehended by the brave boys in blue with their magical invisible handcuffs while she did her horrible. Horrible property destruction and wanton violence of hanging out at a liberal permitted protest. Hey, in, hey, in a street, in a street, okay, where there were she cars. She had to be led away in, in handcuffs, okay? Cars, god damn it. So, hyperbole aside, what actually happened that everyone can at least agree on is a bunch of pussy hats got mad because the Supreme Court's a piece of shit and took away the rights from everybody in the country. And there was a protest in front of the Supreme Court where they blocked traffic, which is a time-honored tradition and a good protest tactic. AOC was part of it, which I'm glad she got off her ass and did something. It's actually a very commendable thing. And then she was led away to a shady, safe place and then sent home. Everyone on both sides has exaggerated this to say she's faking an arrest and she's really a space alien who hates Jews. And the other side is AOC walks on water and she was beaten by the police and hanged twice. And there really is no middle ground. Personally, my view is it's performative as shit. Uh, AOC had risked nothing. She is a famous and protected senator who has government protection is well known she's wealthy she's powerful she is the top of the food chain and she went to do something that was quite legal and when the police decided that she didn't have a constitutional right anymore they gently asked her to step over there yep i i and here's the thing had that just been the case it wouldn't have bothered me because i gotta tell you when the cnn headline hit my phone and so like aoc arrested it at, at robe protest i was like fucking hey good for her right fucking on that's awesome and then I see the pictures of her like pretending to have handcuffs on and, and, and fucking walking with her hands behind her back. Is she like, pretending? She... Yes. Well, okay. I mean, dude, they could have been magical invisible handcuffs. I do not know that. But the photo seems to suggest they're actually not there. So, yes, that would be pantomiming. But at what point did she say, like, I have handcuffs on or uh, ever I, I, I pretend it? I didn't know you had to say you were pretending to be pretending. Okay. Have you ever been led by police as a woman specifically? Uh, no, I've been arrested by police. And so, I have been led around. And they never tell anyone. And I've been arrested with women. No one has ever been told to walk over here in front of them with their hands behind their back. Because that's how you grab their gun. 
Well, hold so, on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Before we get into this, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, so a lot of the big questions are like, why are you even bothering with this? And, and there's a bigger issue at play here that this speaks to, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this. And it's the performative nature of our elected representatives. What, what we're going to argue about here, it's not specific to AOC. This goes deeper. Every single elected supposedly left-leaning and not even left-leaning, right-leaning center. I don't care what political party you belong to. If you are an elected rep- representative or a politician of any kind, you do this shit. And one of my biggest gripes is part of the reason the left can't get shit done is because instead of actually doing what we elect them to fucking do, they do this performative bullshit. So I, I want to be clear. I am not singling AOC out as the sole person that's doing this. I don't think anybody here will. But I think that this is like for at least a lot of us on this side, this is like a smoking gun. Yeah, and I will. But this feels like Nancy Pelosi in her high heels and an African scarf kneeling for George Floyd. I 100% disagree with you. Or the singing. I, I felt like it was like the singing that they did a couple weeks ago, right? God bless America. Or yeah, were they saying God bless America after yeah, America took like, away their rights? I will agree that that is extremely performative. However... My question to you then, Chris, specifically, and actually oh. Matt specifically, why aren't you upset at Ilhan Omar? I am. Because, because, uh, Ilhan Omar walked the exact same way that AOC did. She did. She walked yeah. with her hands behind her back. Also, um, I can't think of the other representative's name right now. It's the um, Massachusetts lady. Also walked the exact same way. And 100%. there's a man. Presley. I can't think of his name. Was it Was Presley? It Presley? It might have been. I, I had it, it was Presley. Presley, I think, is Clark. It, I have the list Clark of the ones it. there. Yeah. What I thought was, what I thought was odd about it was that they said that they were doing this to spark action, but protests do not. I mean, that you are a Congress, per, you are sitting Congress people. Like you, literally have the ability to go and make laws and to work. Well, maybe I mean, if you can work with the GOP, but work with your, you know, colleagues to make laws. And so, I, I agree that they're perform. Perf, it's performative on their part because you know they are literally the ones in the position to do something. Like you or I, like okay, a protest for us is great, right? But they are the ones who who could go out and do it. And they're, you know, they're just out faking handcuffs. I'm sorry, I think they fake the handcuffs too. And I am upset with Omar. And somebody was being arrested with AOC, like next to her. And Catherine she, Clark. Yeah, and she did not have her hands behind her back. Correct. Now, me being a woman... I have been told before, if it's a mass group, so when I was in high school, we had a really big gang fight, and because there were so many kids, and they had to call in two different police departments, and they could not wrangle the amount of people that were in the area at the time, it was easiest to tell each kid, put your hands behind your back and walk that way. And if you weren't doing that, then they knew that they specifically had to handle you. So... If specifically they say, put your hands behind your back and you walk and they're arresting 17 Congress people. And I think the Capitol Police uh, Twitter themselves said it was 37 people in total. They're trying to suss out who is going to be the problem child, so to speak, of what they have to deal with. And also that's a mass group of people. Technically, I don't know how many Capitol Police were there. They obviously more than likely didn't have to deal with anything. But the easiest protocol, so to speak, is going to be do this and walk. 
I don't believe that for a second. But real quick, she specifically, AOC specifically came out and said that didn't happen. She said it was her idea. To put her hands behind her back? She put her hands behind her back to de-escalate the situation. When it was never escalated to begin with, literally cops came over and were like, Hello, famous rich lady. Can you can you please stop and go over there by the tree? And we're going to take you away. Let's just make this not a problem. Let's just go over here. Yeah, we're just going to and, escort and, you. And, and they escorted her away gently. And then you know, at de-escalating the situation, they all Ilian Omar, AOC, and whatever his name is made sure to stop holding their hands in a submissive pose to fist bump the fucking cameras. Yeah. So don't. It, it, so then they know it, that they didn't have handcuffs on. So then that destroys the illusion in itself. Because no, they, I never said that a wizard convinced them they had handcuffs. I said they were trying to act like it for photographs. Then they yeah. wanted different photographs taken. You have to pick a narrative then. No, I don't. If someone is presenting at the Oscars and they do a wardrobe change, that doesn't mean they never had a dress on to begin with. It means they changed for a different visual. Well, here's where I brush up against this. So, so I, I get where you're coming from. And I was at, a lot of people were making the same argument. I was willing to go there until she came out and cited that she did it on purpose to de- She came out and gave a reason. I did this to de-escalate the situation and avoid a resisting the rest charge. That's why she did that. The problem, and, and th- is at that point that he, I immediately went, nope, she absolutely faked it. Because if that is your goal, you do not turn around and quickly raise your hand up. I watched the video. It was fast. It was a sudden movement by any definition. She raised her hand up to wave to the crowd. I won't disagree that she doesn't have privilege. Like, she obviously has privilege as one, being a member of, you know, a political house and two by like her position and standing. However, she does have the disadvantage of being a woman, being smaller and being overpowered by a police officer. So which, I which personally I yeah. would a hundred percent take a submissive pose. And if someone calls to me from the sidelines and I get a quick like burst of, you know what? I feel kind of ballsy for a second. Sure. But I think to say she is specifically faking being handcuffed is where you both are going too far into stretching because it becomes then a litmus test of what qualifies as being a good enough protest for you. So, but, but that's separate thing. So we already conceded. We liked the protest. We thought it was good that she did it. My biggest issue is that when you add this performative bullcrap on top of it, it immediately takes away any good you've done because what you've now done is it gives the right, all the ammunition they've got to start saying the arrest was fake, which it wasn't and all this other bullcrap. But for us, what it does is just highlights what we've already believed about you to begin with is that ultimately you've become just like every other politician in there where ultimately you're insincere. Well, you, you talk a good game and you, you're, I'll give her, she is better at being at the protests and showing up than any other politician out there right now. Her and the squad are good at showing up at the protests, but it ends up ultimately being lip service because the moment it's time for them to get in there and apply legislative power, they kowtow to the centrists every single time. They get in line behind Pelosi and, and this act is what demonstrates it to me. Now, here's the thing. I will absolutely concede that this is speculative, right? We, I don't know what AOC was thinking or doing. I can absolutely concede that. But what is more likely that she did this because she said X and then immediately took an action that, that went against what she said she was doing this for in the first place, or B, that she's just a politician playing the game and trying to score extra points? I think I'm in the minority on this. I don't know that I necessarily applaud them for going to protest. And I think that's to the point of how does it translate into 
substantive legislation that is passed and an actual change. Is it on this issue? No, I don't think it is. Um, or at least it hasn't been. So I think that that is relatively unfair. Not that it isn't completely fair because I'm sure AOC, Ilhan, everybody can be doing more. Anybody can always be doing more than what they're doing, but they, this goes into the previous argument of reform versus revolution. And if they are considering themselves reformists, they have to work within the framework that they have. And if they have to work within the framework they have, she can only like support and, you know, co-sign so many bills that go nowhere. When 194 Republicans are saying, no, you absolutely can't have access to contraceptives or no, 152 of them are saying you can't have access to, you know, gay marriage as a right and we can't codify Roe v. Wade and we can't do all these things. If she is a reformist, which I think is where she falls in camp, then she can only do so much within that camp. She chooses to only do so much in that camp. A reformist, it's not genetic. You choose if you're a reformist. She has chosen to be ineffective. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, I think that she is making that choice to to only go so far, right? To try to root and uh, fundamentally, you cannot, in my opinion, uh, reform f- politicians, politics, the government, and political parties from within. You just can't. And that's based on my own experience working in the Democratic Party. Uh, you you get to a point where these types of events, like what happened with her, is what you, that you spend all your time on this, right? She's spending all of her time arguing about whether or not she was handcuffed and, you know, showing up at these events, but again, not doing the work to reform probably because there's not much you can do. I don't, I don't, I just don't think that that's even possible. Well, and even, even as a reformist, she can fucking write draft and put a bill on the floor anytime she wants. Does that mean it's going to pass? No. But uh, if I was a congressperson, I would be drafting and placing a bill every single fucking day on the floor and letting every single person die on that hill on a side of it. I would be doing everything I could. And I'm sorry, real quick, a a, a protest where they immediately bow down when the police said, hey, you shouldn't be here. I'm sorry, protest doesn't do anything. Peaceful, permitted protest is ineffective in its entirety. Okay, that is where we are at as a nation. Walking down the street and holding a sign does nothing. Lawmakers don't care. I, I would love to see any evidence in history showing where it does. How long or how many years, since you know a lot about history, how many years did it take for the civil rights movement to go from basically zero to 100? How many? That, wasn't, like, that, was, that was done through boycottings, lynchings, and burning of buildings. Yes. How many years is the question. And did it start with the original boycotts or did it less than end up into Holy Week where they absolutely burned down an entire city because Martin Luther King was murdered? Yeah. They burned that's where down it ended, but that's not where it rioting. started. And I think that everywhere has to have a place well, to start. Where, could, where does it start? Because it doesn't start with picket lines. It starts with slave revolts. Yes. That's where it started, but that was a seven or eight year long process is what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. This was a 200 year long process. We were okay. talking about the emancipation of people who were being executed by the state and enslaved. And that didn't I was end talking specifically the about the civil rights movement of the 50s, not 
that far back, but yes, that's but that, 200 that's, years. But that's the problem with the civil rights movement. You can't say it started on January 5th of 1958. Like It doesn't work that way. It is a movement of the emancipation of a people, and it hasn't ended. It's still going because we Correct. saw people of color being executed by police. It is not a, a small movement. You want to talk about specifically the one from the 60s involving Martin Luther King? But again, where's the start date on that? There isn't. It's, a, it's an immobious process. Yes. And yes, there but were the protests. The point that I'm making is that it's an ongoing thing. And so to discount protests that are in the streets, you're upset that it's just pussyheads walking, it's just this. People have to start somewhere. And no revolution, well, okay, before you jump at me with your history degree, no revolution starts in the sense of like, one day I walk outside and I throw like a Molotov cocktail at the Capitol building here where I live. I'm not going to say my city, but um, we tried that and somebody burned themselves and we went no farther. The next thing they did was they broke into the mall and then nobody ever had anything to do with that protest again because it was too far too fast. Some people have to be gradually brought into seeing the light. And if the sitting outside doesn't work, eventually it brings you to the revolutionary. And I personally am more of a reform slash revolutionary. I believe in both because I believe that you have to have the right spark to get you to the actual place where you're trying to go. And if people are looking at small scale protests and they're saying, oh, this isn't enough and they escalate and they continue to escalate until we get to where we want to be, great. But that doesn't mean that we're going to start at 100 and then everything is going to be awesome over, you know, like the course of a day. Um, I think it's, so I think I get where you're coming from. I do think there is a, a place where peaceful protest can be successful, but I think it means absolutely nothing if there isn't violence, the threat of violence to back it up. I'll go back to, to the example of the French. They'll protest in mass, but they'll bring out the fucking guillotines and let everybody there know that if they don't get what they want, they'll fucking riot. And if they don't get what they want, they'll fucking riot. I think I would have more respect for all of our protests if they ever accomplish anything, but largely they don't. And that's because... For all the traffic blocking and mobilizing that people will do, at the end of the day, they'll go home. Nothing really was done. A lot of people showed up and told the world they were pissed. And then when the time comes to do anything, they vote for Joe Biden and sit in their home drinking tea and eating brunch. And the spark you're talking about, it doesn't come from peaceful protests it comes when white people and people that are privileged are finally no law are seeing their privilege taken away. That's when it happens. And that's, and I'll, I hate doing this and especially lately because a lot of people are going to say, well, he's just a Jimmy Dore Republican now. But the truth is, is the reason we had the January 6th riots is because there is a group of people in this country that feel like their privileges and their culture is being eradicated. And so they got pissed and righted. Now, again, I don't agree with what the, with what they were doing. At least I don't agree with the reason they were doing it because they wanted to overturn a free election and stole a fascist. That's bullshit. I'll be against that every day. But it would fucking warm my heart if a bunch of leftists did the same shit to the Supreme Court the moment that they pulled, they pulled that decision. That's what I want to see. I want to see leftists find their balls and do that, but they won't because at the end of the day, most leftists, like we're talking about 
women, yeah, but most of them are going to live in like California or New York or states that aren't going to lose their their right to an abortion. Most of the people that that would need to be angry to do this aren't losing anything. It's all the people in the red states that are losing it, and they're not going to riot. And let's also point out, like, somehow popular culture has decided that the only thing that's happened recently is Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court has set the Constitution on fucking fire in the last month. And the only thing AOC is willing to to fucking risk invisible handcuffs for is her rights to abortion because she's a woman of child-rearing age. And that's the difference between a leftist and a fucking liberal. A liberal gives a shit about one or two things that personally involve them. A leftist stands in coalition with all oppressed people. And AOC does not have the energy for any of this shit. Supreme Court today fucking threw out the ability for Biden to restrict the abuse of detainees. We have fucking, I, I say this every goddamn podcast, we have concentration camps on our borders. They we never went away. Concentration They're still there. Wars. Yeah, we have Proud Boys in the Klan attacking clinics. We have shit going on all over the place. The Supreme Court decided you don't have a fucking Fifth Amendment right. Sorry, Fifth Amendment. You don't have a Fourth Amendment right if you're within 100 miles of the international borderline. Is AOC up on the steps for that? Nope. Because it doesn't fucking affect her. She's fine. She's rich and comfy. Oh, but hold on. She might lose the right to an abortion and women who look and people she identifies with are losing a right. And now she has some fucking empathy. Now she's willing to actually... Well, not really risk anything, but now she's willing to get off her fucking ass and stand in the sun for an hour or two until she's gently led away to a tree. Like, then she'll be willing to get off her fucking ass and do something. But where the fuck has this energy been this whole time? Where's it been? Where was her outrage when when Biden just fucking bowed down and shook hands with a guy who executed a fucking American journalist? Is there any outrage? Has she said one word about it? Fuck no, she doesn't. She doesn't give a shit and she's a fucking liberal who doesn't do anything. That's my problem, is this is the time suddenly, oh, AOC, how brave, how amazing. She had done shit. She got off and put on her fucking comfy shoes for an hour and a half. That's all she which, fucking did. Which, by the way, just to illustrate those, that, right? yeah, there are 46 okay. Republicans that today voted in the House to save to codify same-sex marriage. So what she did isn't even that unique. Her Republican colleagues are willing to do the same thing for shit that affects them. The guys that were speaking out about it were like, yeah, well, my son's gay, so I'm in support of this, have been for a while. And most of them that voted that way have somebody they know personally that's gay. The moment it affects you, that's when you fight for it. And that's what every politician does. And that is the reason I wanted to have this conversation because I am tired of the left propping up their messiahs just like the Jimmy Dore cultists, just like the Trumpers, the, the the centrists and the progressives do it too. For them, it's fucking Bernie and AOC. My position on politicians, I don't care who they are. I think Bernie's cool, but my it goes from I have no emotional attachment to them whatsoever to bring out the fucking guillotines. That should be the range of every politician. You should not love a politician. You not should, should not like a politician. They are there to do a goddamn job that you hired them to do, and all of them are failing at that job. The only ones that are doing the job they were hired to fucking do are the conservatives. So uh, I think Chris brought up a really good point about you know AOC not being personally affected or she she doesn't you know stand up until she feels personally affected i think that a lot of people in the the democratic party which um probably more just in the united states we've seen 
different now than like, you know, the civil rights movement, um, is people have lost that empathy, right? Like we saw with the pandemic, like people are totally unable, just like as a culture to, to put themselves in other people's shoes anymore. Like it, to me, it's just, to me, it's been so, uh, startling to me in the last two years to see people just are unable to, to even like fathom that, that others do not have the same privilege that they do. And I think that that's what we're seeing with AOC only standing up for something that personally affects her. Right. And we're seeing that with a lot of Democrats. I see that a lot of, with a lot of local Democrats, right. They like with COVID, they only until it is personally affecting them. Do they, do they start to go back and say, Oh, you know, maybe I should put my mask back on. I know someone that has COVID. Right. Um, and it's that like lack of empathy now, which is so different than say the civil rights movement. That's why for me, it's hard to compare like what is going on in America now with things that have happened in the past, because we as like a culture have totally changed. Right. And I, and I don't know that we have like the people that give a shit enough (laughs) to, to like go the distance. But I think that's what I was trying to express earlier is you're a hundred percent right. It's, you know, white women are standing up because now we don't have access to abortions. You know, it's personally affecting us. But I think that everyone needs that one moment of, oh, no, this does actually personally affect me to have clarity and vision, because that's what happened to me specifically. Not saying that's the universal litmus test for, you know, how you actually get your shit together and start being an empathetic person. But If we litmus test people who are closer to our side than litmus testing people who are farther from our side, I think we're alienating a base that we could pull in instead of push them out. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that you're alienating anyone. I think that protests have a tendency to, as Chris and Matt said, do very little to change anyone, anyone's opinion that isn't already there. How many times has a has a protest actually changed your mind yeah. to 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 do anything, whether it was for or against something that you believed in? Did it ever sway you? Did did the guy out in the street, you know, waving a sign says, you know, Jesus saves? Did that ever affect you? Like actually, one ever. time, one time. Hey, no, so I don't know, Chris. Do you remember this? I don't know. I don't remember you being safe. Oh, okay. So do you remember the women's March when we went together? Yes. That was the first time Chris and I had a discussion about gun control where he's, that was the, the discussion that swayed me to your side of gun control. Yeah. But that, <laughs> yes, but that was a conversation about, yeah, that was a conversation. I'm talking about the actual protest itself. Yes, I know. I told that story to illustrate your point. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't even about the protest you went to. Here's the thing. My point is, it it isn't even that protests are bad. Here's like, no, protests are great. I'm not saying protests are bad. I know. I know. I know. Uh, What I am saying is they're ineffective. The only thing protests can be effective in is in building a coalition, is in getting people together, is in you can find people you agree with and start making networks. For that, it's great. Yes. But that's 
it. In terms of protesting causing change, right? Okay, let me let me give you an anecdotal story that happened just last week. Um, went to a Planned Parenthood to defend it from a Proud Boy march coming to attack anyone coming into it, right? So they had a little march. And there's another group. Uh, they're here in L.A. They're also in D.C. They're also in Chicago. I think there's one in New York, too. They're called the Revcoms, which is short for Revolutionary Communists, which, by the way, they are not revolutionary, nor are they communists. They're a fucking cult. <laughs> they're, they're literally leftist Scientology. And if you talk to any, if you talk to any leftist um, in a city where these guys exist, uh, it's kind of like a rite of passage. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was part of it. It's like, it's like atheists in the Christian church. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I did that for a little bit. Um, and they are gross and they are awful and they work with cops and they get people kettled and they steal money and they rebrand themselves to get into um, – to, to co-op movements, right? So they were the RevComps. When Trump was in office, they rebranded themselves as Refuse Fascism, right? Um, and then now Trump's out of office, and now they have rebranded themselves as Rise Up for Abortion Rights. They fundraise off this shit. They pass around coffee cans, Jesus collect money. Christ. None of it goes to abortion causes, and it all goes to Bob Avakian, the cult leader of the RevComps. You can Google this guy. It's, it's fucking disgusting. He's basically the L. Ron Hubbard of communism. And and his claim to fame was he worked with the Black Panthers for five minutes in the 70s. Um, but he's a fucking old white boomer who, who's in hiding, who's rich. And literally, this is a cult of personality, and it's super gross. Anyway, the reason I say this is this group immediately co-opted that movement, brought a shit ton of cops into the area to get people fucking doxxed, and then took over the movement, stood in the street, and told everyone that by holding a sign, I shit you not, this is what they said, that they were changing things, and this is what the fascists really fear is people people with signs together in the street no all you did was make the situation way more dangerous and shitty and this i we have this idea in america and i don't even blame liberals for it because we're taught this since we're children we are taught that slaves were freed because abraham lincoln was a nice guy and killed enough southerners abraham lincoln was a piece of shit and a fucking vile racist no he was not abraham lincoln cared about tax money but number two that, you know, the civil rights movement was solved when Martin Luther King hugged enough people and protested nonviolently. That's what did it. That's what saved the day. Gay marriage was, was solved with Pepsi and flags in the street. None of this shit is true. The civil rights movement was caused by burning buildings, people looting, people fighting back, the Black Panthers arming themselves and scared cops. That's what fucking did it. Riots in the streets after the government assassinated Martin Luther King. Malcolm X's followers being willing to do anything for their liberation by any means necessary. The fucking Black Liberation Movement. Asada Shakur. These are people who actually did the work. Not people holding the fucking signs. That didn't do shit. Except get on the news, which didn't mean anything. There's you can watch videotapes of uh, and uh, audio tapes of Johnson constantly mocking these people, and it just made him want to fuck them over more. It doesn't solve anything. We didn't it get gay rights anything. because people waved banners in the streets. We got gay rights because someone got so pissed that cops were fucking killing them that they started throwing bricks through cop car windows and Stonewall. That's what started that process. It may not solve anything, but do you not think that normalization of an issue and having the issue broadcasted out, finding other people who are willing to be out in the streets who may not have been willing to be out in the streets before is not helpful? 100%. But I want people who aren't personally affected by it to do it as well. And when one, someone shows up, it only shows up for something that affects them. 
I don't give a fuck. So when AOC shows up because the government is taking away the rights from her body, hey, her outrage is legit and it's correct. But where the fuck is that energy for everyone she doesn't identify with? It's non-existent. Labor unions contact her, not in my district. She has supported Biden. She supported Pelosi. She's completely kowtowed to the Democratic Party on every single fucking issue. Does nothing about concentration camps. Does nothing about torture prisons. Does nothing about U.S.-fled wars on terrorism. Doesn't give a shit about any of it. But hands off my fucking uterus. That's where she draws the line. I'll let Obama steal $2 billion from Afghanistan and start every fucking child there and say nothing about it when he creates a fucking famine and takes the money and gives it to 9-11 victims and charities that support the DNC, that's fine. But I draw the line at abortion rights. That's why AOC is bullshit and fake. She is performative. Because she only cares about things that will get her fundraising, things that will get her votes, or things that personally affect her. That does not make you a good person. That makes you a fucking shill. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I totally agree. (laughs) The thing that's really frustrating me, too, about about Roe is that a lot of people, not, maybe not AOC, but like Biden and Pelosi and, you know, they're trying to make it about other things to get people to identify with it, right? Like talking about how, oh, well, this isn't just about women's rights. This is about your right to privacy. See, you should care about this. Like, why do people not care about the women, you know, the abortion aspect of it? Like, why, why do people need to have that in fairness, I feel like I've never been valued other than having a uterus. So, I mean, yeah, if I it's just say, trying to convince exactly somebody it. like, hey, if that's, you would also like to have privacy thing. in your health care, by all means. I mean, I'd like a couple of people on my side, even if it's not because they have a uterus. Well, but that's what matters. It, like, culture, culturally, we're like, as, as dudes, we're raised to see women as lesser. Most women are raised to see themselves as lesser. Like as a culture in the United States, it's completely anti-woman. So much so that even people that are anti-woman will think of themselves as pro-woman. Like it's the kind of like the passive aggressive shit. Oh, I'm totally pro-woman. Have you ever voted for anybody that was a woman? No. Have you ever voted for any legislation that helped women? No. Have you ever voted for anything that did anything for women? No, but I love my wife. Right. Yeah. You know, Athletes don't even love their wives. Have you met men? Yeah. Right. A couple. Well, and it's, <laughs> I think most of us here all have, like, as far as the guys here, I know Chris and I have similar backgrounds. Like, we were both, we really didn't have dads in our lives. We were raised by our mothers, had our sisters. Like, we, we had, we were raised in a very feminine environment. You know, Kay is, is not a normal human being at all. I don't nope. even know how why he is the way he is, but he agrees with us. So that's all that matters. Sometimes. Someone stole his teddy bear when he was a child. I, yeah. I had a very Norman Rockwell upbringing. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the anomaly apparently. Well, but you're also a good person who's capable of empathy and you can see if somebody's going to do something that sucks and other people are saying, don't do that to me. You're like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't fucking do that to them. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, but if it, I, I don't care I, about anecdotal I, individuals. If you no, care about people and you care about oppression you care about it across the board i am a cisgendered straight 
white male. I give a fuck about abortion rights. I give a fuck about immigrant rights. I give a fuck about police killing black people. I give a fuck about wealth inequality. I give a fuck about unionization. And I give a fuck that the Supreme Court is a panel of cocksucking wizards who get to decide that we don't have power in this country to do anything. The fucking federal government decides how immigration works. Not anymore because the Supreme Court said no. White power. That's what fucking happened. And we are deciding. And we need People need to unite across that front. And again, if the only time you get off your fucking ass and do something, and again, minimal risk, if you get off your ass to do literally the bare minimum, the only time you do that is when it actually affects you. Because let's face it, she only shows up at protests and at at rallies when she's campaigning. This is the first time it has not been a campaign thing for her, is when it personally affected her. So no, she's fucking selfish. And I, I really liked AOC years ago when she started because I think she actually did give a shit. But yeah. now she's just become a politician and she's riding that fame carpet. And I'm Which sorry, Ilian yeah. Omar is 10 times the leftist AOC will ever be. Yeah, I agree. Ilian Omar is still willing to fight the Democratic Party. AOC is not. Yeah. She has given up. She, she folded like a lawn chair just like Bernie did. I wouldn't even put AOC in the same, like, not that I'm trying to absolutely coattail ride AOC here, but... I'm more mad at um, the woman from Georgia. Uh, she was going against Brian Kemp. Oh, uh, what's Stacey. her name? She got everyone to Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. Abrams. Yes, yeah. who is now pro-cop. I would call her a performative activist in the sense of we need everybody to vote and do this stuff. And then not even the next year, she's saying, oh, we need to bring up cop salary and pay them more and fund them more and is not speaking out in the same way is aoc performative yes but is performativeness sometimes not allowable that's the wrong word excusable yes yes what chris was saying is when it's excusable if your performance is putting bills out every single week even though you know you're going to fail because it makes everybody else stand up and vote yes or no that's completely 100% performative. She's You're put doing out bills, some, though. Not nearly at the level. Yeah, but that how she many? Could have. And, and, and again, she could and, introduce an abortion bill anytime she wants. Did she not? No. I no. just looked she up. has. I know she no. put up the gay rights one and uh, a different one. And again, if you want to talk about Stacey Abrams being pro-cop, if you recall the State of the Union where Biden stood up there and said, don't defund the police, fund the police, and AOC fucking clapped and cheered for him. Oh, I'm sorry. Is anyone here pro-Biden? No, No. but AOC is. okay. Just making sure. I was just checking. (laughs) Oh, God. No, not in this chat. I was waiting for Kay to speak up. No. Oh, no. He's not pro-Biden at all. Yeah. I'm so done. Even a liberal? I, I was I was so pro Biden at the beginning um, of just I was more like anti Trump, right? And so I like forced myself to be pro Biden. And that was also when I was running for city council as a Democrat and I was like, you know, okay, yeah, this is our like ticket, like this is our guy. Yeah, he's gonna do all these things. Yeah. And I don't it's like I uh, brainwashed myself, right? And then just maybe like a month later, it was like, oh, fuck. I just remembered who he is. <laughs> Oops, this guy signed the crime bill. Oops. <laughs> My bad. Uh, you, you can't know. feel bad. But I Trump. work for the North Carolina Green Party, and they're the worst, literally. Yeah. Um, so don't feel bad. <laughs> I would much rather work for a Democrat than the North Carolina Green Party. Yeah. I mean... 
should we pull up the voting records of North Carolina Democrats? Because I don't believe you believe that. <laughs> let me tell you what North Carolina Democrats have done. There's a reason you're a fucking right to work state. You're a right to work state. Look, North Carolina is number one in being the lowest educated state. Okay, that's all I've got going for me. Uh, I mean, no, there's got, oh, got it's very, very strange how you put that, by the way. We're number one in being the lowest educated. <laughs> I mean, I just one. I think we that's because South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, they just don't can't even take the tests. Well, let's not so let's not forget like, what it, just it, happened south in Tennessee of North Carolina. It gets worse. I, I don't think they even offer the tests there. Do you guys did you guys read about this? No, what happened in Tennessee? Oh, so it's now legal for people to put up signs that say no Jews and to bar Jews oh, from yes. adopting children. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Because this is, yeah. oh, you didn't hear about, yeah. So no, Ten, I remember reading about this, yep. A court, a court in Tennessee has just ruled that it is completely legal for people to put signs that say no Jews in their um, public spaces, their stores, shit like that. And also it's perfectly legal to deny Jews the ability to adopt based on nothing more than the fact that they're Jewish. Well, yeah, what do you want so, more Jews? So can I put up signs that say no Christians? Jeez. No, that'd do be it. wrong. Do That's it. That's against the founding fathers. Jeez. Do it. In God and we trust and go on the money until 1950s. <laughs> this will probably get challenged. And with this Supreme Court, I have no problem believing they'll let it go. I have no problem believing that at this point. No, not at all. You, you could put a bill up saying that you can kill people as long as you do it in the name of Christ and they'll say yes. Yep. And that's the other thing. It's like everything that's being done is being wrapped up in, in religious freedom in some way or some, some form. Like Fuck your religious ha- freedom. Here's the thing. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I know that's a weird take to have. Because you can't as, have religion as, for freedom. You can't have freedom for religion and not have freedom from religion. Yeah, that, that's ways. the thing. Like, the moment now, you start oppressing people based on their religion, you've created an oppressed class, and it's going to backfire. It always does. And I agree. And when they actually will stop trying to oppress people based on their religion, then I will respect their religion more. Here's the thing. not You, can, you don't have to respect the religion. I respect the idea that they're free to practice their religion so long as it doesn't interfere with anybody else. Agreed. But that's not what's happening, though. Exactly. Their religion is being used to tell everyone how to live their life, and that's they, where I draw the fucking line. They, but I'll ne- they I use ne- it as yeah. a device to to tell how, people how they can and can't live their lives. So when you interject your religion, then fuck your religion. I don't know. The but, Supreme Court's been doing it plenty without a religious argument. Yeah, it's because they know how to talk well enough to actually like. I mean, when you cite like you know judges from the Salem witch trials, you know, you got a pretty yeah, strong foundation. Is, again, we have decided that political appointees with magical powers get to override the executive and the Senate. That, that's what we've decided. We let them go over whatever they want to do. The Supreme Court is now the ultimate land, and we can stop that anytime we want. We can decide that a panel. A fucking nine dinosaurs doesn't get to overrule the will of the people at any time we want. But instead of just standing around the Supreme Court, how about we burn it down? Just a thought. You can't Supreme Court without a Supreme Court. Against my own point, the Senate did pass a law pretty quickly saying that we can't protest outside of Supreme Court Justice's house. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was real fucking quick. And all the damn near instant. 
and all of the the you know condemning people that went to that steakhouse that Kavanaugh was at. You see all these like politicians. He's even a state protester. Yeah, all these politicians are like tweeting about how they, you know, a man should be allowed to eat his steak in peace, and it's like, shut the fuck up. And you want to know why they're all for it? Because they're scared it's going to happen to them. In the south, I can't even eat a steak in peace because I have short hair. Right. Well, people walk up and they're like, "I'm sorry, are you a man or a woman?" Oh my god. Yeah, and that's the thing. So the so the Senate real fucking quick wrote that bill about uh not being allowed to protest outside the house and it's like you know you can do that really quickly and yet you cannot you know aoc cannot uh do any i mean what has she done really yeah what <laughs> she hasn't because the thing is, if they wanted to they would if they yeah, cared exactly. about and us the they point. would yes but they don't care about us they don't want to because it's not in their own best interests right and that and that's the point. The things that they want to do, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. It's real fucking quick if they want to do Period. it. Period. Yeah. It's always fast, but I think it's still important enough to have the spotlight on something. Because without having the spotlight on anything, America has the world's shortest, you know, attention span for anything. And if they're not out there doing anything, George Floyd protests happened in two days i think here in north carolina where i live locally again i don't want to say my city but um they happened in two days they broke into the local mall and then it was done nobody ever did anything ever again but what's the problem with focusing on one thing is that everything else falls through the fucking cracks everything else gets ignored so while we're focused on roe v wade while it's important and i believe that that we need to have a spotlight on it. You can't forget all of the other things that are also happening. Like Chris was saying, fucking fourth amendment. You know how many people live within a hundred miles of the international border of the U S 80% of the population. Uh, Actually it's two two thirds. I just looked it up. 200 million people live within a hundred miles. Yeah. What the fuck? It literally affects two thirds of the entire country, but nobody gives a shit about it. Nobody's heard nothing about it. Yeah, because technically the ocean counts as a border too. So half yeah, of North that's Carolina. That's why. Is no, no, the the two hundred million is is accurate because most people live on the coasts. And that's the problem with the Democratic Party. I've always thought is the inability to walk and chew gum at the same time. Right? They cannot. They can't do it. They cannot do or focus on more than one and that goes to the to the politicians and it goes to the base like you know the democratic base the voting base they cannot focus on more than one thing at a time they just yeah that's why roe v wade fell through the cracks because we were too busy giving money to ukraine yes exactly and look at how quickly now though they are they are bringing bills you know like the gay uh the gay marriage bill today was that today Yes, yeah, it was yeah. it was gay marriage they, and interracial marriage. Those yeah. are things. But but here's the thing: there's st- it's still iffy if it's even going to pass. And let's keep in mind too. Yeah, because it passed the House, but it's got to go yeah, through the Senate. A hundred and fifty-seven Congress persons, people, whatever, voted against it. They put their yeah. names on record as being against not only gay marriage but interracial marriage. Interracial marriage, yeah. But but you know, Clarence that, Thomas again, was shockingly quiet about that. 
Oh, and the birth control. They did the birth control as well. That was the other one that I was thinking of. Look at how quickly they were able to get those through. Well, we're not focusing on other things right now. You know, Biden is got COVID. And so he's not, you know, out trying to get more money for cops and Ukraine has their money right now. So it's like, you know, they can focus on those things, but Roe just fell through the cracks, you know, because they can't. But they're elected to do just that. Like here, it's the same argument. Like if, if you don't want to be caught in a situation where you're going to have to protect racists and, you know, hunt down freaking homeless people and be all kinds of awful, don't be a cop. If you don't want to be caught in a situation where you're beholden to the people that gave you that job and you're expected to do multiple things during your tenure, don't become a politician. But that's the problem. They have no consequences. But it's funny that you said that because I just yesterday read an article where uh, Jill Biden was quoted and she was talking about how, you know, oh, oh the problem is that, you know, we had an agenda you know, student loans, protecting women's rights, all of that. But all these other things came up and we have to address those in the moment. And that's one of the things like you just, to your point, when you become the president, you have to be able to manage all of these things at one time. The most infuriating thing about that interview with her is that she concluded it by talking about her granddaughters going out and protesting. And then she said, but I'm, what I'm saying to, to the young women and to my granddaughters even is, what's your plan? What are you going to do now? And it was so, it was so infuriating because it is like your husband and the Congress, like, what is your plan? <laughs> Why would you be asking people in, you know, in the streets that are protesting what their plan is? What is AOC's plan? So she's out protesting. Did you ask her what her plan is? Um, and it just was insulting because they need to, they're, they're the ones who should have the plan, right? Yeah. And they don't, they, they consistently don't. That's yeah. what, that's another reason why I get frustrated with the democratic party. Cause here's the thing. We talk a lot of shit about right wingers. They've had a fucking plan for 50 yeah. goddamn years. They've been instituting that plan every fucking year for 50 years without issue. Democrats don't like, codify like i'm and again i think we should absolutely codify interracial and gay marriage that's great but it's not them doing it because that's what they were elected to do it's them doing it because they're reacting to them fucking up they got it's it's an election year and they have fucked up royally even with the roe v wade thing their prospects don't look good the dems are going to lose fucking big if they don't it'll be a fucking miracle and here's the thing they've got two more years to not fuck it up and you know they're going to do it so even if they get another two years come 20 um 2026 20 no 20 yes 2024 thank you come 2024 we're getting fucking like ron DeSantis or some fucking horrible shit like that it's gonna happen like it's coming like a goddamn freight train and Everything that's happened again, this all happened on the Dems watch. Yeah. And all the horrible shit that happened before this happened on the Dems watch. They get one issue through like Obama got Obamacare and even that they couldn't fucking hold on to. Like we still kind of got it. Biden is still talking about the American rescue plan. How like that is some big achievement. And I'm like, 
Uh, it's fucking man, over. Man, everybody's that was gone. Like, it's done. Yeah, that that was a fucking year and a half ago. What are you doing now? <laughs> like, hey, honestly. hey he, he wrote a stimulus check that apparently they think we still have the money to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that was. Uh... Look, I got six hundred dollars. I'm no longer in poverty. Let me tell you. Right. I... And you still have at least half of it, right? <laughs> at least half of it. I got a quarter. What do you mean? <laughs> Hold on a minute. You guys spent yours already? <laughs> yeah, I want to know which TV you bought. I'm not going to lie. Fun, fun I fact. I paid my uh, bills for many, many years. I, uh, I, actually, I actually spent my Trump, Trump bucks on a gun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Trump stimulus actually funded my AK. And you know what's, and you know, the thing about, the thing that's so frustrating is that, it, you know, as a Democrat or as, you know, a leftist, whatever, um, is the GOP does get their agenda done, right? They do it no matter what. Look at what they did. It, it, in 2020, they probably knew that Trump had COVID and they still had the fucking event to nominate Amy Coney Barrett, fucking knowing, prop, very likely knowing that this guy had fucking COVID. And they still had the event and they rammed her through because they do what they need to do. Yep. It's we want Absolutely. this. We don't give a fuck what we have to do to get it. We're going to get it. And if we do anything wrong or illegal and anyone accuses us, we'll just deny it and nothing uh, will happen su- to us. Surprise, surprise. Hitler will always beat Neville Chamberlain. Like, cause that's what it is. Like the democratic party are fucking useless pussies. And you know, the GOP are Nazis. Like that is how it is. And to bring things back, this is another reason why I get mad at all the people defending AOC so vigorously, because this this is who the best you guys can come up with. And I'm not specifically talking to just you, Ashley, but it's like to most progressives, when I talk to them, this is supposed to be their bastion of leftist idealists, this idyllic leftist candidate. And what frustrates me is while I do think she, like Chris, she got into this for all the right reasons and she came in wanting to affect change. I think she's learned very quickly that she's not going to affect any change. And then as long as she keeps saying nice, pretty words, she's going to keep getting elected and keep getting endorsements and book deals and things like that. It's coming. She's going to retire a very wealthy woman. And that is because once you get in, you learn, you cannot reform from within. You just cannot. So and it's like, well, it's I might as well just get my bucks. Yeah. Let, yeah. So I can't reform it. So I might as well just do my best to stay in power, keep in power, make my money. And that way, none of the shit that happens on my watch will affect me. Because let's be real here. She's a wealthy chick. As much as she's claiming this affects her, if she wants an abortion. It really doesn't. Nothing is going to stop her from getting it. She's yeah, got no she's, barriers to getting an abortion. She's fine. She's fine. The only issue that I have specifically, and the reason that I do often defend AOC more than maybe I probably should, is because I think that most of the hate that she gets is misguided hate. You're 100% right. The Democratic Party is banking on having people of color votes. They're banking on we're not the other guys. They're doing everything wrong. You are 100% correct. However, the people that I am angriest at are people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, 
those people who are not doing jack shit and not even pretending to do jack shit because at least performative politics actually puts a spotlight somewhere. It may not be where we want when we want it and how often we want it. I'm sorry. They do the same thing. AOC kneeling down with her African scarves after George Floyd. It's the same thing. It is gutless. You mean Pelosi? What did I say? AOC. AOC. (laughs) No, AOC has better taste than Pelosi, but that's the only difference. Pelosi did the same thing. That was say it was performative. She goes, "Uh oh, you know, ninety thousand year old billionaire Nancy Pelosi was like, uh oh, the darkies are mad. I better put on a scarf and kneel with the Black Caucus." You know that it's the exact fucking conversation she had with her staffers. Nancy Pelosi, absolutely hands down, when there's no cameras around, says they're colored people. You fucking know she does. Chuck Schumer, you think Chuck Schumer gives a shit? Fuck no. He broke the party because he was running for re-election. Nancy Pelosi, the one who gets up on stage and says, we are the capitalist party. AOC supports them. So it's like, but that's the thing. That's why I have hate for AOC. It's not because she's worse than Pelosi. It's because she actually recognizes the evil that is Pelosi and supports it. It's she may not be the cop that likes to go around murdering unarmed black people, but she's sure the fucking one who helps cover up for them. And isn't that almost worse if you can actually spot the problem? And then you're part of it anyway. Yeah, you're complicit. I think it's well, all part it, of it. You said the last podcast is one bad apple spoils the bunch. Yeah, yeah, that's how the saying actually goes. Yeah, and but that's the thing. It's it's who is worse, the person who commits the evil, or the person who recognizes they commit the evil and then supports and them anyway. Nothing about it. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, they're both fucking evil. It doesn't matter. Nancy Pelosi doesn't have a soul. AOC does, and so I actually hold AOC more accountable because AOC is a human being with a soul. And I wanted to fucking use it. And 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 the thing that I, I also get frustrated about it is, is is there's always excuses for why they can't do this. What did you expect her to do? Ugh. Better than this. Like, and that's the thing. How many progressives that agree with AOC do we have to get in with her still not doing anything? Is it gonna take before people realize, hey, gee, AOC's progressive, you know, squad has grown to like half of Congress, and they're still, you know, pretty much doing whatever Republicans want. Maybe this is a problem. Like, that's the thing. I don't believe for a second that the issue lies with anyone but them. I think they are now have all gotten into a position where it doesn't matter how much power they attain within Congress, how many seats they hold in Congress, how many, um, you know, presidents they elect. I don't think they're going to affect change because they no longer have an interest in doing so. It is against their own best interests to fix things for everybody else because in order to do that, they'd all have to lose a little bit. Not even a lot, just a little bit. And they can fundraise on it. It's a huge fundraising tool. I'm surprised we're not they're not selling coloring books where you get to color in the handcuffs. Like this is <laughs> this is just a perfect fundraising tool, and they always are. And if you don't think for one fucking second that that AOC wasn't an alien Omar and the rest of the squad were not planning on using these photographs and these moments to campaign on. And again, I'll I'll put this to you. I've been saying this. Take the situation with AOC. Everything is exactly the same except for two elements. The protest was a gun rights protest, and AOC gets switched out for Lowen Bobert. Do you still defend her? I'm going to guess the answer is fucking no. You want me to point. defend Lauren Bobert? That is a good point. Though. No, you but want the me point to defend is, is Lauren Bobert? <laughs> the point is, is that you wouldn't had she done yes. the same thing. That's my whole point. The, the point is, people are not defending AOC because they legitimately believe she's telling the truth. 
All right. They're defending her because they fucking like her. They don't care about the facts of the situation. They don't want to consider that the person they love so dearly and who's their political idol is maybe being a little bit of a politician and playing the game. All they want to believe is she's this fucking virtuous, perfect human being that's got their best interest in heart. And that's, and when you replace the situation with somebody you don't fucking like, and you know for a fact none of them are going to defend Bobert in the same situation, it points out the, the flaw in their, their argument. Because it's not about the facts in the situation. It's about, the per, it's about their buddy being attacked legitimately by people they don't like. I mean, in, in all fairness, if you showed me a video of Bobert saving kidney kitties from a fucking fire, I'd still say killer. But the point, like, I think, I, I, and so I think there is that bias anyway, because she's a fucking Nazi. But I think your point does stand, though, that like, if you if you can replace someone you dislike in the exact same situation, and your and your view completely changes based on the person doing it, then the situation is not what you support. And, and we were saying this earlier, Matt and I were chatting earlier. I said, I, I literally don't know who I'm more disgusted by the people who are against Pelos or people who are against AOC or the people who are supporting her, because it has been nothing but vile comments and trash from both sides. And it's been like, what the fuck? She's perfect. Well, what do you, what, what would you rather have Trump? You know, it's like, oh my God. But then you look on the people who are like, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, you fucking stupid Democrat sheeple. Like, oh, you're so fucking dumb. You follow her. She's a terrorist. It's like, oh my God. Like, it's just. It's just, I, I hate every side of this. Yeah, well, here's the thing that I hate the most. This is the progressive's fucking go-to thing is, oh, you're just a re- fucking Republican. Yeah. Oh, you're just a dork cultist. Uh, we agree with them on one fucking thing, and we don't even agree wholly. We think she was performative. We don't agree with anything else beyond that. But suddenly we're fucking right-wingers. You know what? Let's apply that logic somewhere else. Hey, gee. Biden campaigned on fucking Medicare for all and forgiving student loan debt. He's he's clearly the most progressive president ever because we all agree on that. You know, it's like I made the point. I don't want to bring it back to Nazis, but like Hitler was a vegetarian painter. Dude, such a fucking hippie vegetarian painter. What a flower child that guy was. What a kind soul. Like. Human beings do not live in a fucking vacuum. There's always going to be overlap. There's going to be things I agree with. Here's another one. I fucking hate Jimmy Dore with every fiber of my being. I think he was right about AOC enforcing the vote. It doesn't mean I'm a fucking Jimmy Dore fan or that I agree with him on everything. It's possible to find things you agree with with people you dislike. This happens to be it. Now, here's the difference. And I said this before. I'll say it again. If tomorrow... The cop came out and said, I was talking to her the whole time. I told her to put her hands that way. And I told her that it was okay for her to wave. I'll be like, oh, I guess we were wrong. AOC's a liar. But I guess I was wrong about her being performative because the cop told her to do it. I, would I, I actually my- wouldn't believe that for a second. I but wouldn't again, believe it for a second. The, the point cop came to- out twice. Hold on a minute. We're not, we're not listening to cops here. ACAB on this yeah, podcast. I wouldn't believe that as a true story. If a cop came out tomorrow... And said that I wouldn't believe them because I believe they're covering for her. The the point I'm making is that I would be willing to change my mind if that's where the evidence pointed. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So maybe the cop thing is a bad situation. But if evidence came out that said I was wrong about my take on AOC, I would change it in a heartbeat. Right-wingers would not. They would be like, it's a fucking conspiracy. Fucking JFK rose from the grave and is making people say this. <laughs> that evidence is fake. Trump Trump said he, that it was all fake. And I don't, that's the difference between us and right-wingers. Sidebar, and my mom actually believes that. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she does. I'm sorry. I'm sure she does. That yeah. sucks. She has a Trump shrine in her house. Just Oof. saying. It's. You should sneak in and it put some soy me, on it. 
Yeah, it just blows me away <laughs> that the moment that a progressive has to have another person on the left point out a flaw of somebody they like, instantly we're Republicans. And I think that's the problem. Or Russian bots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Russian bots. That's the problem with personality politics, right? Like where politics is now. You vote for you're we're all encouraged to vote for the guy that we like the most, right? But then we're unable to look at it objectively. Um, and I think that's the problem people have. And you're right. I have the same issue. In fact, just today or yesterday, I was I made a comment on Twitter about student loans. And like, you know, Biden said, we'll be hearing from him in a few weeks about some bullshit. It's always that we'll hear in a few weeks, right? And I said, yeah, we've been waiting for several few weeks on the student loans. And all these fucking blue MAGA crazy, you know, ladies with Biden as their profile picture went after me, like about how he never said he'd do this and you must be a Trumper and blah, 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 blah. You're just right wing. And I was like, no, I just, you know, believe in keeping your campaign promises. Then the other side comes at me and says that, uh, oh, pay your own bills. Well, I'm not worried about my student loans. I'm worried about other people's student loans. It was just like a comment that I made and the, all these people went crazy and all of them had like Biden as their profile picture. Yeah, personality They're blue politics. MAGA for a reason, man. Yeah, personality politics. They are unable to, to criticize or hold accountable the people that they have voted for. Um, no matter where they fall on the issue, right? Or even and if, if you didn't vote for them, just if you like them, yeah. you know, that is the thing. It's like, is, is I support them and so therefore they can do no wrong, you know? People people supported Hillary. Like, Hillary was trash. She was awful. Yeah. I fucking couldn't stand her. But it was like, it was like, oh, you're just a Republican. You're just like this. It's like, no. No, far the opposite. Hillary's way too far right for me. Uh, well, she's she's changed. And it's like, no, no, Hillary was a, Hillary hates gay people. Like, closeted yeah. Hillary fucking hates gay people. Hillary's an imperialist. She's a warmonger. There's a reason she was Secretary of State during the highest level of drone assassinations in history. Like, she helped deport more people than any administration in U.S. history. Like, Hillary's awful. She's a fucking right-winger. Um, but no, if you support her, that just makes you, if you hate her, you're, you're a Republican. You're a right-winger, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, she just sucks. I can be critical of her. And you should be critical of everyone in office. And I'm sorry, Absolutely. in this fascist country where everything is completely burning around us and no one gives a shit, especially the opposition party, you should be especially critical of every Democrat. Because again, it's like cops. We talk about cops all the time. It's 2022. If you can wake up every morning and put a badge on and still go to work, I don't care what you do. You're part of the fucking problem. Because you should not be able to stomach that if you're a good person. And same with going, you know, being a fucking lawmaker right now. You're in the fucking, you're in the fucking Congress supporting, if you're a Democrat, if you're, if you haven't got independent and you're a fucking senator or a representative and you are a Democrat, what are you supporting? That's the Worcester you're pulling from? Again, this is a party that doesn't actually care about Roe v. Wade. They, they are just fine with Roe v. Wade being a battle forever. They don't want this codified. They don't want this settled. As long as people are worried about Roe v. Wade or mad about Roe v. Wade, the Democratic Party can win elections and get money. And so do the Republicans. It goes back and forth. The best thing that could possibly happen for both parties 
is after this election where the Republicans can campaign and fundraise on we got to keep abortion illegal and Democrats can say we got to win this fight. It's the most important election of our time. Then <laughs> they can turn it the other way, finally codify it. The Democrats can be, see, we got it done. Now we have to defend it because this will be the most important election of our lifetimes. And the Republicans will be like, look at those godless heathen Democrats taking your abortion rights and making women kill their babies for satan and muslims and, and they can fucking fundraise on that too and that's what'll happen it'll be the cyclical cycle over and over again the, the thing both parties have fallen into identity politics so deeply it is mm -hmm. the fuel it is the snake eating its own tail democrats don't want roe settled democrats stay in power on roe 100%. Both parties are pro-war, pro-imperialism, and pro-oppression. They want the middle class fucking gone, and they want everyone to shut up and go to work. And they want you to be real mad and fight each other over which color box you check on election day. And that is it. Do you want the fucking full-on fascist red stick up your ass, or do you want the diet fascist blue one? Because both par both parties come with concentration camps, torture, prison, and oppression, of, and, and murder of people of color. And both come with shredding of the Bill of Rights. And they pick opinions on opposite sides to fundraise on. And that's it. Yep. So be critical, especially of Democrats. Because they're supposed to be the ones against this shit. And they're not. Where was Nancy Pelosi at that? Where was the first female Speaker of the House... During this, what's the fucking first female vice great president question. done for this? That's a Nothing. good. That's a great question. Uh, where where was Nancy Pelosi during the uh, the protest? In a mansion, right? Yeah. Also, Trading by the way, stocks. on that note, did you see that? Yeah, no, that was her stocks. husband. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? She got asked that question point blank. Like, did your husband trade stocks on any information you gave him? And she's like, no. Here's a question. Here's a question. I'll leave. Do you believe her when she says no? Fuck no. Nancy Pelosi's no. stock portfolio outperforms the average by several percentage points yeah, every no. year. And again, I don't think most people would have a problem with me pointing out that I think she's lying. But when AOC, when I say it about AOC, suddenly I'm a right wing shill. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think that's kind of the takeaway from this. Like, you know, we, we, we got to wrap this up, but like. That is the takeaways. Don't be afraid to be critical. And even if you disagree, like I know Ashley disagrees with us on this one, but that's fine. But be critical. And even though Ashley completely disagrees, I don't. I, the problem is I don't see I don't see Ashley here being the same as most of the AOC stands. We're like, oh, you're just no, Republicans I, and right wingers. You're stupid. Yeah. You smell funny. Like, no, the, 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 there is none of that. We are having a debate as to whether or not this is legit or we should support this person or they were lying or they were this, or this was good. This was bad because that's how leftists discuss things because this wasn't a debate with fucking centrists. What you're having online is a debate between centrists and right-wingers. Also, you're, you're a huge Ashley Stan. Let's just be real with it. To be Who's honest, not? I'm the coolest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> I seen you, it. You, you are boy Tiberius and pretty much anyone in North Carolina. Well, anyone that we we care about in North Carolina. And the only other commie I know there, Mac. Oh, Mac, yes. Look, I'm moving farther and farther left every day. I'll work on it. 
Oh, yeah. No, no, you need to move stuff. further and further west. Yeah, and by the way, hating AOC isn't a litmus test for the left. Like, you aren't yeah. required to hate her in order to be considered a leftist. Like, what policies you support is what does it. It's just when you start realizing what policies you support and what it takes to get them actually done and what the people so you have been supporting. So that's more of an online leftist litmus test where yeah. – Running into those types, Jimmy Dore types specifically, where if you don't hate AOC, you are obviously not a leftist. Yeah. I personally just think that building a bigger coalition is better than building a purist coalition. And that's fine. We can always debate about that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? That's not the issue. The issue is, and the real litmus test for being a leftist, is do you hold the same energy for issues that don't affect you? Yeah. Do you hold the same energy for repression across the board for demographics you are not a part of people in your family aren't a part of people you care about aren't a part of, you know what? I have zero skin in the game for Yemen. I am fucking disgusted by the Biden administration for the genocide. They continue in Yemen. It is disgusting. It's awful. I have no skin in the game for Afghanistan. Joe Biden is an evil son of a bitch. And if there's a hell, he's going to burn it for what he did to Afghanistan and the children there. The Cuban so, embargo is uh, also completely. The Cuba embargo that's been going on for half for half a century. Absolutely. For longer than the Russian embargo. I'm sorry. We're currently fucking embargoing Russia. And who's starving there? Who's who's getting hurt there? Poor people who are starving. People who need medicine and raw materials. It's not hurting the fucking oligarchs. So, yeah. no, the, the Biden administration has yeah. done a damn good job. Oh, you remember when Biden campaigned on releasing the COVID vaccine IPs to poor nations so they could manufacture their own for cheap? Yeah, Still hasn't that, happened. Fucking, that fucking vanished and disappeared. He straight up said he wouldn't do it. So that's the thing. That's the litmus test for leftists is do you hold energy and do you hold a torch for oppression across all people? Are you always on the side of the oppressed? If you can be on the side of the oppressed no matter who they are, that's leftism. If you're not, then you're just a selfish ass. It's that simple. Desmond Tutu, if you are silent on issues of injustice, then you have chosen the side of the oppressor. It's that fucking simple. And that's where we're going to leave you. But we love you guys. Uh, uh, Heather, uh, thank you for being here. Ashley, thank you for being here. You guys are amazing. Heather, you're actually a professional talking head. Where can people go and give you money? SchmidtTalks.com. Sorry, I was I was walking the dishes. What was that? Sorry, SchmidtTalks.com. Oh, one one more time. One more time. My, How do you spell that? I, I want to write that. I was going to say I'm illiterate. Please help. I'm from North Carolina. So it's Schmidt S C H M I D T Talks T T A L K S. Had to think about that for a second. Dot com. SchmidtTalks.com. Everyone go to SchmidtTalks.com and give her all your money and consume all of her content. And where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, my handle is uh, Heather Writes. Uh, Heather Writes with three S's. Beautiful. So thank you for being here. You guys are both amazing. We love you both. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening and getting your ear holes filled with the four of us. It's a it's a nice big party today. So, Five. You can't count. Five. That's right. I am here. Sorry, I'm looking at a I'm looking God at a window damn. of four people. I think they're four I am. Five of us. Keep that in, Kay. Fuck them. I'm from California. I can't count either. <laughs> My degrees in the humanities. Don't make me do math. <laughs> <laughs> do it. No, but actually, but, uh, if you do have any extra money, you should donate to abortion access funds. 
You absolutely should. Absolutely. Instead of uh, instead of hosting camping parties, donate to abortion access funds. Not also, Planned Parenthood helps with people who are low income, so donate to them as well. And the ACLU. The always ACLU donate to the ACLU. Always on the right side. So we will and see the you next week. Field. Actually, anybody else, Ashley? Before we go. No, that's all I have. Okay. The the NLG is fucking amazing. They're at every decent action. I love them and support the shit out of them. Um, But yeah, thank you guys. We love you all. And we will see you here next week for another chewy, delicious, crispy, also episode of We All Left. It's got a creepy feeling. You'll like it. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And the revolution is you.